1: Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You're a little bit red today. Uh, I'm massively red, Daryl. Uh, you know, they, they have these things called baseball hats. Well, I,
0: I know, but what do you know? I, I don't know. Yeah, I do well, outside, for you. I, I don't even listen to my wife, and she says put sunscreen on to wear a hat, so I do the complete opposite. Wear sunglasses, no hat, no sunscreen.
1: Well, good for you, Larry. And, and we were talking last week about selling to Gen X and how uh, Gen Xers are the number one generation for being involved in charitable causes. And thank you to you for leading the uh, Brewfest yesterday. I understand it was uh, quite a success. I'm sure there were some interesting stories coming out of that that we'll get to hear at some point. I, I, won't, I
0: won't even get into it, but I do like throwing a party and I do like watching. You, what's even better is when you watch when you're sober. That's what's even the best part about this. Well, when you, you
1: threw a party, day, you, you raised a lot day. of money, you did something really good. So thank you for that. And welcome back to, every, uh, to everyone, to all of our listeners, to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. And and you've joined an elite community of people who are committed to being genuine, being authentic, bringing the goods, and, and really selling from the heart. And we're really excited about what we have today. We have a special guest we'll introduce in just a moment. But as we get started, um, you know, we just want to tie back to last week, and, and I love all the feedback that we've been getting from everybody on our, our couple of episodes about selling to Gen X, uh, one of the most skeptical generations out there, uh, an online generation who's never known a day without a computer, and a generation who actually spends more time a week on social media than in any other generation. And uh, so I hope this has been useful to you. I love all the feedback. But we're really excited today about the special guest that we have. And I know he's a good friend of Larry. So I'm going to let you do the uh, the honors of the introduction, Larry. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to do a big
0: drum roll on this one, but I want to introduce everyone to Dan Disney. And I'm sure for a lot of our followers who might follow me, you might see Dan uh, through my news feeds. But I met Dan... Actually through social, commenting on blogs and so forth. And I'm gonna let, I'm not gonna steal Dan Thunder, but I'm gonna let him introduce himself. But he has I, I think one of the single best blogs out there called the Daily Sales blog. And what he's doing with memes and what he's doing with humor is I think is second to none. So without further ado, welcome Dan. I really appreciate you having coming on selling from the heart.
2: Oh, I appreciate you having me on, Larry. It's been a pleasure uh, sort of knowing you through social media and, and obviously uh, getting the opportunity to come and talk to you today. So thanks for having me.
0: No, no you're welcome. And, and we always like when we have our guests on is, you know, the, the first question that we always like just getting out on the table because it really means something to Daryl and I is, you know, we sell from the heart. We're genuine. We're authentic. You can see that from my interactions with you online. So, you know, why don't you give us an insight into what do you think it means to sell from the heart, Dan style?
2: Yeah, of course. Well, do you know what? It's one thing that I uh, I guess is a good thing. I always used to think it was a bad thing, but I, you know, I was brought up with a with a big conscience. So I've always, always, always had to, to be honest, to be genuine. You know, I'm am I'm a cards on the table, transparent type of person. And, and you know, going into sales, a lot of people would probably say that's not the right attributes that you need. You know, the stereotypes of salespeople having to be aggressive and cutthroat, and you know, no conscience, no soul, because they've got to sell and sell. You know. But for me, I always sold with a conscience I always built relationships I always made the effort to, to get to know my customers so that I knew what solution that I you know sold to them was was right for them so for me, selling from the heart's been crucial to, to my, my whole career and you know social kind of gives a new platform for that but all about you know serving your customer as opposed to selling your product
0: yeah we always Daryl and I have this saying and and you're probably going to laugh when you hear it, but we always talk about commission breath so <laughs> You know, sell, everyone can just spot a shark in a suit. And what's really interesting, and I've stayed true to this for a while, and I know Daryl does, is if you just stay true to who you are, mm-hmm. people can notice that. And in fact, you and I were speaking about it a couple of weeks ago, Dan, is people can see through this, especially online as well. And there's a ton of noise online. And when you and when you just stop and you think about, if you can just stay true to who you are, it's amazing how fast you can get noticed. And I, I mean, 18, 19 months ago, no one really knew who I was. And I just stayed true to who I was. That's how you and I met.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it's been the same for me. I've, um, you know, I could have followed many different paths or, or tried to copy what other people did. But, you know, I'm putting memes on LinkedIn where I've got, you know, plenty of people telling me, you know, that that's not their place and, you know, that they're not for there. And, you know, trying to bring a bit of humor into the sales industry, but there's, you know, a lot of people that like it and it's it's benefiting a lot of people. And it's the same in, in sales for for sellers, you know, a lot of people telling you to follow processes and, you know, going aggressively and do all these various things and actually just doing what you believe in and, and building real relationships. I mean, you know, it's a bit of an old one, but people buy from people, you know, you've got to be who you are and people will buy from it. You know, you'll find the right people to buy from you.
0: Yeah. Daryl, you know, and, and it goes back. And I, and I think Dan just brought up a great point. It goes back to what we were all talking about is that whole self-reflection. And we've done a series of podcasts on self-reflection. And mm-hmm. and I think that's such a key thing about what we're just talking about is if, if you don't know who you are, it's really difficult to portray that, especially online when, when uh, I mean, instantaneously
1: someone's going to pass judgment on you. Yeah. I love that. Selling. I mean, selling from a heart equals selling with a conscience. And um, I think that is such a, you know, you're right. I mean, it, it's not at the top of list of attributes we think of uh, when we think of salespeople. But obviously, if you're going to be a sales professional, to lead with conscience is ma- a massive differentiator because people can, people can smell it, right? People can sense that. People can tell who's genuine and who's not. And uh, to sell with a conscience is, is powerful, but I love the way you're bringing humor into the sales world. And I mean, everything about sales is funny. If you step back and look at it, I mean, you know, I mean, it is, it is really, really funny. I'm, I'm curious what, uh, how you got started down the humor road in terms of interacting with your audience. Where did, where did that get started?
2: Yeah. Well, just, do you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm far from the, uh, the, the, usual office comedian, but you know, <laughs> sales people, you know, when you worked in sales, you spend so much time pulling your hair out, you know, you trying to get through gatekeepers, you're trying to reach decision makers, trying to persuade and, and, you know, manage all these things, spin all these plates. You've got your manager on one shoulder, you know, you've got your sales targets on the other. And, you know, I started to see a lot of memes floating around the internet.
1: <laughs> you can laugh or cry, right? Oh, good,
2: totally. You can always relate to it. One, one little image, a few words that you just read it and that's it, boom. You're thinking, oh, you know, it just, it connects with you. And I thought, well, there weren't there weren't many, or there weren't enough for, for sales. And so, um, yeah, it started, Started creating my own, and um, well, you know, a couple of years later, and, and here we are. But the thing is, you know, I get a lot of feedback about them, but it's the same for me. Every time I look at any one of my memes that I, you know, ones I did a year ago, they still make me laugh. They still make me think back to all those countless times that, you know, you've been trying to sell and in those various situations. But it, that's the whole point isn't it takes those barriers down, it takes the stress away, it takes the negativity, makes you laugh. Yes. Suddenly, you, you're a better seller because of it, because suddenly you're not pressured you're not stressed you're relaxed you've had a bit of fun and you can actually be a bit more effective in selling through it
1: yeah i think there's nothing that shuts you down more than stress right and that that's actually a fantastic point because in the sales profession we carry a lot of stress we carry a lot of weight on our shoulders i mean you know september 1st is going to be here soon and the board is wiped clean you know you've got to start from scratch over and over again there's tremendous pressure um, and all of that and finding, finding humor in the situations, um, that you, that you're in and finding that, that avenue of stress relief is, is really, really powerful. Larry, I know that you and Dan had a conversation thread that kind of inspired this podcast. Um, you know, I'll, I'm going to hand it over to you to start to, to go down that direction. Cause I think it's something that our, our listeners will find very, very engaging and interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were talking a few weeks ago just about the whole social concept, and 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 I think the thing in in dancing, and I just want to get your perspective on it again. Is I'm a big fan of social integrated into the sales process, but where do you where do you see the whole confusion lying as far as when to use social, when not to use social? Because there's there's so many people saying, "Hey, do this," "No, do that," and and I think salespeople are just getting confused. So. What's the easiest route you took when, we, when you started thinking about, hey, how can I leverage social to help me do my job better?
2: Yeah, I think, I think the biggest confusion lies in the difference between social selling and social marketing. And that's the problem. You've got a lot of marketers, you've got a lot of salespeople, you've got a lot of gurus that are just throwing out all this various noise. And it's, it, is, it is really difficult. I think for me, probably the biggest tip, and, and you know, it was a bit different for me, but the biggest tip, and it's I guess similar to what we've been talking about through this whole podcast, is stay true to yourself, find find what you're comfortable doing, what you're good at doing. You know, for me, writing blogs and creating content was actually quite natural and, you know, something that I kind of fell into and, and, you know, was, was relatively good at, but that's not for everyone. You know, not every salesperson is going to be good at or comfortable writing a blog or yeah. creating a piece of content. You know, so I think the thing is to find what you're comfortable and good at doing. That might be writing a blog that might be, connecting sending emails sending linkedin messages you know you might find your skill set lies in different areas but the whole core about it is that realizing you've got these tools sitting on your desk on your computer you know suddenly you've got access to millions billions of people through various social networks you know and that's that's where your decision makers are that's where your buyers your customers are on there their profiles are there their companies are there they're interacting they're checking you know meet your buyers where they're at and just figure out the best ways that you can utilize those tools and then leverage the team and people around you. You know, there are, there'll be people in your company, there'll be people you can connect with on social media that can help you write content, create content, you know, curate content, share content. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, for me, writing was a natural thing, but it won't be for everyone. And, and that's not a bad thing.
0: No, no, it, it's not. And you want to know what's, what's interesting about this whole thing is we have no problem using social in our personal lives. The, there's probably not one listener to this podcast. There's probably mm-hmm. not one friend. Everybody will use social for personal, but then they, mind, they just mind screw to the bone how to use social <laughs> for work. How, how do I use this to work in, in a working setting? And it was interesting because I was talking to a buddy of mine, Dan, just the other day, and he said, you know what, I've firmly have come to the realization that that sales reps have just paralyzed themselves with social because they don't know where to start. There's so much confusion. So they go, you know what, I'm just not going to
1: do it because I don't know where to start. Yeah, but that's absurd, though, because if you think about it, I mean, at its root, take social, take every piece of technology, take the telephone out of the picture. I mean, at at the heart of what a, a sales professional is, is, um, first of all, we're communicators, right? I mean, we're communicators. We communicate. And specifically, what we do is we broker information, right? We, we hopefully listen, we uncover and recognize problems, and then we have have solutions to those problems that we can bring to the table. And so, you know, part of me is, is tired of hearing the salespeople can't write thing because, Um, salespeople are communicators and, and it doesn't, I'm not saying every salesperson needs to write a eloquent book, book, magazine article, or 3000 word blog post, But I am saying that as sales reps, we're, we are, you know, our whole, whole, um, job description is communication, right? It's, it's engaging with people and being a broker between, you know, their problems, our solutions, and, and somehow bringing that together. Um, and You know, so it's interesting because social just happens to be the latest communication platform, right? I almost wonder if there was a podcast back in, when was the phone invented? Like (laughs) late 1800s about, you know, the phone, uh, you know, is this really have a place in sale? I'm sure there would have been, right? Back then going, and should we use the phone? How do we use the phone? You know, Bob's kind of old. I don't think he's going to be comfortable using the phone. And, but really now we just look at that as another platform to communicate on. and, And I think, you know, Larry, I mean, you you think about this whole social thing. Yes, it's, I mean, all the excuses around it, all the discussion, it's a communication platform. Sales reps are communicators. You know, we figured out how to use the phone. So one day we figured out how to use email. Let's figure out how to communicate on today's platforms. And uh, guess what? If you don't like that, you're going to be in trouble because five years from now is probably going to be different. There's going to be more platforms to communicate on. Right. No. And, and, if, and, and, and I
0: agree. And, and Dan and I were even talking about it is with all this confusion, they just don't know what to do. Right. So right. Here, here's the thing is, you know, the phone still works. emo still works. It's just, how do we effectively communicate and, and I think Dan, you've done a great job as far as getting your message out there. And, and we've even talked about it. So what do you find the best couple mediums to use there that, you, that you're using for social? I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, well, just a, a quick step back. Actually, you were talking about sort of people using the phone, and comfortable using email. I bet there are some salespeople out there that write some absolutely amazing emails that you know capture Correct. their buyers' attention. And you know, what's different to that compared to a blog? All you're okay. going to do is pop it into a blog context and maybe beef it out a little bit, but it's the same, same principle. And there's a, there's a funny thing, you know, everything's scary when you've not done it before, when you do something for the first time. And I'll I'll give you a real honest, you know, I'd never created memes before. You know, I had no idea how to grab the image and put that right text in and make it look, you know, never done it before. And here's a real current situation. You know, I've not really done a lot of video content. So Mm. I was quite keen that with LinkedIn bringing uh, the video platform, you know, onto it to leverage it, but it was really hard you know, for me to sit there with my phone and, and make sure I you know, look right and that I'm, you know, I sound good and everything's, you know, it was really challenging. I was really scared about it. You know, I really put it off and it was really difficult. First couple of videos, you know, I think I did about six before I actually finished on the first one that I ever actually published, but it was really challenging and it was, I found it really uncomfortable the first time doing it. And that'll be the same for, for anyone who writes a, a book for the first time or who, who, you know, writes uh, a status or creates an image, you know, it's, It's really scary. But once you've done it a few times, you start to get better at it. Then you get your confidence and you start, you know, experimenting and soon it becomes routine. The same as when a sales, you know, when a salesperson makes their first cold call or when they go to their first meeting, it's uncomfortable, it's horrible, it's scary. The more you do it, the better you get, you know, the more confident and comfortable you get at it. But, you know, sort of going back to the question that the platforms, you know, LinkedIn's always been a real, probably my best platform. Um, I've won some amazing deals, created some great relationships through LinkedIn, and I, I do think it is the best B two B, you know, sales platform out there. But you know, you've got things like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram that that I get opportunities through, not not anywhere near as many as, as through LinkedIn, but enough to warrant you know using them. Um, and then in terms of you know platforms to help with social. There's, there's things like Hootsuite there, um, and Buffer, things that, you know, you can schedule your content, you know, back into it. But one of the key things, I think, if you're going to leverage social is consistency. It's it's very challenging for salespeople, for sales leaders to find time every single day to be creating and posting content. But so if you can use these platforms to schedule content in advance, at least you've got a heartbeat of content going out. People are, you know, seeing your name coming out on a regular basis. That's how you can really start to use it. So, that's been a an absolute golden you know golden tool for for me and for the daily sales. And then a great content you know creation platform I'm using at the moment is Canva. You know, it's really easy to use. Full of some great, you know, great platforms creating, you know, images, even things like, you know, let's strip it right back. You know, if a salesperson wants to start using social it's the easiest thing to do, just work on your LinkedIn profile. Use that as your first step. Um, you know, Canva's got a great tool for 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 your banner. You know, it can help you in all these other areas in terms of your media context, but it's got to be a great place to start.
0: Yeah, because I, I think the whole thing comes back to your profile because the whole key to social is the foundation. And the foundation of what you do on social is your house, right? And, and I think LinkedIn is the best single tool out there to give somebody a window into who you are. But if you can't spend time with that, then I think we we'll all agree that so you're going to struggle with social. I think I did, um, I did
2: a status and I, it came up with the conversation I had with, with Mario Martinez. And um, I sort of said, look, you know, salespeople should all be able to relate to this. When you go to work, when you go to a sales meeting, when you go to a, a business networking event, you will dress smart. You know, you will have your suit on or your dress on, your nice shoes, your watch. You will make an effort. You will spend money. You'll make yourself presentable to make a good impression to your customers. You know, a lot of salespeople don't take that same mentality with their LinkedIn profile. And yet there are probably more prospects and customers looking at those profiles than they are physically looking at them. And if you can just take a little bit of that mentality and think, you know what, I'm maybe not have to spend money, but put a bit of effort making sure my LinkedIn profile makes me look as smart and presentable and, you know, as a trusted person as can be, could have a huge impact.
0: That's good. No, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I work with sales reps just like you do, Dan. And, and one of the things I always say is, you know, you got to take the sales hat off. Just, just strip the sales hat off. And I want you to look at your profile. I want you to look at your online image and just ask yourself, if you were that buyer, if you were that decision maker, would you buy from yourself based on what you see? And then usually you just get the big lump in the throat because quite often sales reps don't think it's going to happen to them, right? No, they don't.
2: And that, you know, it's something we take for granted. I mean, you know, Daryl, you made the good point about everyone's very much comfortable in using social media in their personal lives. And it is, it is slightly different when you use it in sales context, because suddenly there's a pressure. Suddenly it's not just you being you being all relaxed. Suddenly there's this pressure that actually, if I'm going to use it for sales, I need to sell, you know. And it's, it's, I guess it's finding that middle ground of, again, being true to who you are, feeling comfortable in what you're doing. But, you know, actually just taking, you know, small little steps.
1: Yeah, but if you did the same thing on the phone, right? If you were like all tense and stressed out on the phone, you know, it would it would be terrible. And and we yeah, you know, obviously when you get on the phone, you're supposed to stand up, smile, relax, all that <laughs> stuff, right? It it's that same thing with social. It's like stop being so anxious. I can see some great memes, by the way. Uh, like people in the eighteen hundreds staring at a phone, and you could meme the same excuses that sales reps give for not using social right now. It's good. I can't wait to see those. That that's gonna. I'll be- do
2: that after this after this episode. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, 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 here's the deal. You got time for this phone? <laughs> it's <tough. laughs> no, but you got it. You got it. Okay, my you gotta, don't use this phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, How, just do this one. You got to have a picture of a phone and like wipe the cobwebs and the dust off and go, Hey, sales chef, did you forget what this was all about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a few. I'll, I'll bring some out. send them to you guys. We'll,
0: we'll get
1: that oh my gosh. Yeah, that's great. Sales manager. I don't want you to spend all the day, all day long on this phone. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. It's so funny. Well I'm curious as as we kind of wrap up today uh, I'd like to you to just have uh, tell the listeners more about the blog the daily sales and also what what you're seeing kind of your hottest topics right now which what's what's kind of lighting your fire the most uh, when you're thinking about sales
2: yeah, sure. So the, the daily sales blog is, is, you know, something I've been doing for a couple of years now. And like you say, it brings a bit of humor into it, a bit of real life, you know, r- real scenarios. You know, I'm not some sort of expert sat on a tall tower trying to tell people what to do, but I'm just trying to help people relate to some of the common situations. And through that those stressful times, through those humor, you know, find ways that actually you can help understand those problems and find better ways to overcome them. Um, you know, hot topics at the moment, like we're talking about social selling and cold calling, and all this confusion. Digital selling—it's—it's it's getting even more confusing. You know, I think a lot of people are crying out for, for some simple, simple ways to understand it. Um, and I think, you know, me and me and um, Larry talked about this in our last conversation. But there's a real thing about this expert and um, thought leader and, and guru, and it it ties into the social selling piece because a lot of social selling people are telling you that that's what you need to be. And equally, you've got an in, you know, sales industry is a perfect example where salespeople are getting a bit annoyed now because there are too many self-proclaimed experts and, and gurus and, and thought leaders trying to check out content. You know, it, it just murkies, you know, or, you know, makes the water murky. So I think that's quite a hot topic. And I know me and Larry were talking, certainly in the sales industry, where that's,
1: um, you know, getting, getting a bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to all of our listeners, you've got to check out the daily sales blog. You're going to absolutely love it. Uh, you will laugh and you'll learn a lot at the same time. So we'll make sure to share the link in the show notes. Uh, but uh, man, I want to thank everybody for for being on here today. And, and I think the challenge today, we challenge everybody at the end of every podcast is, uh, wow, this one's going to be tough. I'm going to circle right back to the beginning. Uh, Dan, you said, uh, we've got to sell with a conscience. And uh, so, I you know, this is a tough gut check for everybody that we've got to give ourselves is where's your conscience in, in what you're doing? Um, do you feel good about what you're doing? And if not, what do you need to change? Um, because the reality is in today's world, just uh, the, the beyond, hey, we want to be good people, uh, you know, the things that sell are being genuine, being real, being authentic, not being so stressed out. Uh, being relaxed and, and all of that. So, man, Dan, I just, I really want to thank you for sharing time with us today. It's great to have someone from over the pond on the podcast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for working late. We really appreciate it to all of our listeners. uh, We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to look us up on LinkedIn or on Twitter at sell from heart. And uh, most of all, as we always say, be genuine, be honest, be real, do the hard work And at the end of the day, make sure you sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co.
1: We look forward to seeing you next time.